passed in a world called Spanth. The land was ripped asunder and the ocean turned black in a cataclysm called the Marring. Boros survived, a land of long-lost magic, mythic beasts, and meddling gods. It is here we follow a tale, a tale of heroes, heroes we call... of Dragon Town. Hello and welcome to the Magic Quest Boys of Dragon Town. <laughs> An original Dungeons and Dragons adventure and a original Schmungeons and Schmaggins smed mishmer. I'm your host, Jamie, your host and game master. Shut up, David, no one likes you. And to my video box below, we have... Schmiskus. Schmoratello Schmiskus. Schmandry Schmilder Schmidge. Schroben Schmormapple. That one hit me hard. I enjoyed that. Schmalavin Schmorellis. Oh, yeah. These could all be real fantasy names, guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not in the same universe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In Schmanth. In different games, yeah. In the same yeah. universe, though, maybe. Oh. Name oh, yeah. <laughs> Schmultiverse. All right, all right, all right. Noah. Let's get smarted. And please hit us with the recap, Noah. Last time on MQBD. <laughs> So the gang, I gotta be honest with you guys, not a lot happened last time, but I know you're all watching The Mandalorian where literally nothing happens in any of the episodes. (laughs) That's so So, true. So you love it, you love it. Here's what happened last time. We tried to, what happened last time? (laughs) The spire fell. Okay, so we were like, what do we do? And then the spire fell down, but not before Rondri heard a little tinkling. Oh, and then there's this, this uh, stone that had toppled on to this hole, and, <laughs> and the so stone awful. said, don't lift the stone up. <laughs> Am I and giving the recap? <laughs> lift the stone up. But we Sounds were all like, like, don't lift the stone up. Did that take an hour? It did. That's why I'm losing it. But what okay, so but then we were like, all right, well, maybe the orb is in there and we have to get it. Now, meanwhile, we're having some realizations, right? Like we learned some things from the stones in the henge. There was blood covering some of the pictures. When we revealed what was underneath the blood, it appears that using the ocarina, the sensor, and the orb to create a bird of prelude makes some sort of good version of the bird of prelude with wings instead of these zombie-esque birds of prelude that we fought in the courtyard. So once we figure that out and realize maybe the orb is in here with this zombie, then lightning struck. And we go outside of the courtyard and, and the group sees that the monk's tower has been struck down by vicious bolts of lightning sent from on high. Oh my God, what if the orb was in there? But what if it's not? So we go back in and then we find a chest and then we spent a while trying to get that chest. And then we got that chest. And then we (laughs) opened that chest. And then we look inside that chest. And here we are. We see that actually turned out okay. That was actually a really good good. recap. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I gave it a 10 out of 12. We see the party 
everyone's head kind of looming over. You know, it's a top-up shot. We see them kind of looming over into the chest as peek and see what's inside. And most of this fairly large chest Crobin is... has some food on his face. You're not sure what it is. It's like a little crumb or something. It's it wakes off on Whisker's shoulder when he hugs him. Yeah, 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 yeah. You see this quite large chest. There is mostly nothing but air inside this chest, except laying in the exact middle on the floor of this chest is a coin. A singular silverish coin depicting a wily man with a sly grin on the side facing up at you. Oh. Is, does it look like uh, Lumund? It does not. Hmm. Does it look like the Birdman? It does not. Do we recognize the person? <laughs> Roll of Does the person check. wear glasses? <laughs> I mean, Does she I look guess. like she loves brunch? <laughs> no if I know, if I know, can I just guess? Sorry. If you know, you can just get. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. If is you think this, you know, is this Dag? Yeah, then you would guess. see this guy, and you would recognize this guy as the gambler, Daggett yeah. Fakosi. Uh, That's god, a god of chance, god of risk and reward. Uh oh. I believe I believe this is a relic of the god of chance and his name is Dag or Daggett. He's a gambler. Yeah, I know about him. He's the, he's uh <laughs> yeah, he's the god of chance and uh he, you know, people gamble and stuff and, and they they pray to him. Is anyone g- going to pick it up? Yeah, I'll pick it up. Why not? And Ben reaches in and What wait 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 what what shall not? I don't know. But I don't think you should be the one to pick this up. I'll pick it up. That's fine. Go ahead, Roger. Yeah, all right. I'm good with that. Yeah. <laughs> He's just another <laughs> child. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot Roger's a different kid. child. Yeah. I pick it up and I look at it. Does it look magical? Uh, no, but roll a d20. Uh-oh. Eight, baby. Okay, that wasn't for anything. I just wanted to make you uh, quake with fear a little bit. Um, you pick up the coin and <laughs> you turn it over. And on the back, on the other side is the full-body silhouette of the same man with his back to you. And uh, roll an Arcana check. Um, nope, that's a history check. Dang. Dang. Uh, Dang. Do you have some sort of gnomish thing because it's a It magical... only works for history checks. Oh, that's right. Damn, we always do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is dumb, right? It is dumb. Yeah. Fuck you, rules. Uh, that's an 11. An 11. That's still enough to know you You can feel with your artificer magic faint traces of, of magic on this coin. Uh, this seems magical. Should I hold on to it or does somebody else want to hold on to it? Well, I think you can figure out what it does, right? Yeah, I'll add it you to my it. list of magic things I got to identify. All right. Cool. By the way, it's a fairly large coin. It's about the size of a like American half dollar. And I big ones, you know. Plug in my circular ring into my backpack, and a portal opens up, and I put it in there. Cool. <laughs> well, I guess now we should go and maybe lift up that stone thing that we took forever to decide not to do. Because now that the tower's destroyed, I feel like that's our last chance of where the orb is. I got a really good idea to lift it up. See, we could tie a rope around it and fashion it into some sort of pulley system around. Okay, what we're just we- gonna just gonna lift it, Rondry. <laughs> I'm okay. still feeling a little weak from the just a last big encounter. Maybe uh, 
We could chill for a second. The only thing that makes me nervous about chilling is that I'm not sure. (laughs) Is that I don't know if this tower is going to stay up. A peal of thunder (laughs) confirms, uh, seemingly, your thoughts. Good, well, good what, what choice do we have? Where can we go? There is no other way but here. The way is blocked by the stones, is it not? Well, I'm saying we shouldn't rest. We don't ah. know if we'll get destroyed when we're sleeping or whatever. Well, if we do rest, I do believe next to the large standing stones would be an ideal place. I, Rondri, you may be able to confirm the geometry of falling things. These heavy objects will protect us. I mean, I don't mean to sound like a downer, but if this entire tower goes down, nothing's going to stop it. Let's hurry. Yeah, that's true. We should, whatever we do, we should hurry. Yeah. All right. So I, Crobin is going to crouch up next to the stone. And sort of like, when it, whichever way they try to lift it, he's going to hide behind the stone. You got me? You know what I mean? If the stone is going like this, lifting up that way, probably yeah. behind the base of it. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Then Whiskers is going to use his legs to, well, he's going to put the power in his legs, but he's going to lift this stone. I'll help. I, w- I will give you guidance. <laughs> So the shadow created by the stone is being lifted. I'm going to extend with my dagger of long shadows and hide in that shadow. Absolutely. Roll a stealth check, my friend. Uh, it's going to be a 22. Nice. You will feel very well hidden in the shadow of this rock. And who is lifting this rock off? Your boy. I'm helping. I cast guidance. Very nice. Whiskers and Roundry roll. We'll take the highest and the highest mod. 17. 17 is my roll. My Same. mod. Oh, dang. So then 26 plus guidance is 27. Oh, that's a good lift. Sorry, 23. <laughs> I'm sorry. 23, so 24. Uh, Jack Mallory. Still a good lift. Nice. Uh, yeah, so you, as you kind of lower your knees and hunker down and get ready to lift this rock whiskers this huge standing stone you kind of brace your back against it you feel like you can't you, you probably can't lift this thing but you feel like you could roll this thing off the top so you put your back up against it and hunker down and really shove and you dig your heels into the earth and you sh- and you can hear the scratching uh coming through the stone as you push it off and the stone slowly kind of rolls over the soil. And the minute there is about three to four feet of clearing uh, and whiskers, your your feet kind of can't go anymore and you kind of lift yourself back up. You just see a black shadow burst out of the hole and take to the air. Everybody roll initiative. Ooh, shit dicks. Now we gotta remember. <laughs> I was helping. I have no excuse. <laughs> you were casting guidance. You were casting guidance. Yeah, that makes sense. The last a minute, though. Oh, that's true. All right. First up in the initiative order is Rondri with a mighty oh ten. <laughs> Rondri, uh, you see this thing burst out and take to the air, and as you your eyes lock on it and try to take it in, it looks 
more crow than human, but it has these humanoid features. It has this kind of deformed human face on it, and it beats its wings uh, madly to keep it afloat. And it also has like a shortened, malformed beak that seems to be like clapping open and close. And it seems to be just like like sputtering some words uh, that you can't quite make out that seriously um, disturb you. How far away is it? It is 30 feet away from you. I'm going to shoot it with my Thundermonger. <laughs> and uh, that's probably not going to hit. You're using um, your Thunder Cannon, right? Yeah, but I'm using the yeah. Monger ability to oh, right, right. do extra damage. 15 to hit. 15 to hit does hit. Ooh, baby. Uh, it's going to be 2d6 plus 2 piercing damage, which is... Wait, when you say 2d6, you don't mean 26. You mean 2d6? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, just checking because we have the 2d vernacular you know, going around now, so I just got to be clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Uh, that's 10 piercing damage, and... Jeez, I rolled nothing but fours. Uh, four thunder damage. Ooh, nice. Yeah, you let out a sound loud enough to compete with the thunder outside of the spire, and it match. It just smashes into this giant flapping abomination in the sky, and it lets out a horrible screech. Eat that. Anything else? Uh, that's it. Krobin. So you're calling it an abomination, but could you describe what is so abominable about it? Because it sounds a bit like those good birds of prelude we were talking about. Crow with gotcha. the a man. For sure. So it's a little bit larger uh, than than they were, and it has a mostly crow body. Okay, but it so has it's for these, sure like, not one of those things. Yeah, it is definitely not. They're, Cro- they're like crow malformed with a pieces. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, and you so were right, sure it wasn't being an ad, you know? No, 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 no. You're not being had. I would never do that to you. Mm. But you would. Yeah. I would. <laughs> I agree to disagree. Uh, I got a no, I agree. number 15 to hit. And number 15 to hit does hit. Fucking God. I got a one and a one on my sneak attack dice. Ooh. Unreal. Well, I bet you I got a one here. Okay, seven. So, <laughs> 12 total damage. 12 total damage. Nice. Very nice, my friend. Uh, 12 total damage really hurts. And I will use my bonus action to hide in the same shadow. And I got a 24. 24. You feel very well hidden. Absolutely. Uh, you, The shadow kind of envelops you. Uh, and this creature, this crow abomination in the air that you have struck with your crossbow bolt, uh, reels back and does like actually is flipped over by the force, the sheer force and well placement of your crossbow bolt. Uh, and it looks like it is going to madly dive to the ground. And it is its turn, so it does. And it dives. It is going to scan for you, Crobin. Does not see you, so it goes for Rondri. How close is Rondri to me? I'm right next to you. I was helping you move the thing. I'll put my That's shield true. out in front, giving it disadvantage. Excellent. Not today, you freak. Oh my god, it rolled two 17s. So, it is maybe today. Um, it brings its horrible beak down, and it... Uh, it, it takes, it just brings it right down on Rondri and, and clamps his shoulder in its massive 
like malformed beak. Like pushing me out of the way. Yeah, exactly. It like smashes you aside with its beak and then bashes Rondri in the side of the head, I'll say, actually, for 11 bludgeoning damage. That brings me to zero. Oh no. Rondri collapses on the ground. And the creature lets out a horrific shriek. And then it turns to you, Whiskers. And it is going to lash out at you with its giant claws. It basically uh, throttles you with its claws and latches them around your neck and slices your your neck portion, your tender, exposed neck for nine slashing damage yeah. as it rends you. And as it is this close to your face, you hear it these like disturbing words are just coming from it's 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 complete and utter gibberish, but the words it's saying and the tone it's it's like double toned like Gregorian chants, uh, and where it kind of like has this way of seeping into your head and uh, it's getting it's like it's like messing you up mentally, but that is all its turn. Whiskers, it is now your turn. What do you do? This thing claws me through the neck, and I say, Correct. "You're going to die, you stupid bird." And I will <laughs> slash. Oh, sorry. And before you do that, before oh, you slash. What? You have started yeah. your turn within 20 feet of this thing, and you can hear it muttering these incoherent words. Please roll a wisdom saving throw before you do anything. Oh, farts. I rolled a one. Oh, no. So. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Whiskers, oh, please roll no. a d8. Oh no. All right, you cannot, first of all, you can't use reactions until the start of your next turn. And you are going to take no action or bonus action on this turn. And you are going to use your movement to move in a randomly determined direction. Whiskers, you run southeast. You just take off. Why? Running. Like what's These in my words. Head? Oh yeah, yeah. So, so these words have like driven you a little crazy. You don't understand. You're, you're afraid. You're, you don't know what to do. Yes. This thing that you're looking at is in, is a, a monstrosity that you don't understand, and its words unnerve you entirely and so send, and send you mad. So this thing like takes a step towards me, and I take two steps back. I'm like no, no, and I hear like fire and screaming, yeah. and yes. I start to pee myself, and I'll just run away. <laughs> I'll, I'll just like scramble, and I'm like tripping over myself and falling on the ground and getting up, and I'm like crazy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it is Penn's turn. Penn is going to jump on this thing with her dagger. Or maybe throw it. What's she going to do? Uh, Penn has... She's she's going to throw a dagger in it from the, behind the rock. She's hiding behind the rock. She's not she's not brave enough to go for this thing. She's going to... Not yet. She so will it's still throw. on the ground with the two of them? It's, it's like floating five feet or so in the air, so it can be engaged in melee, but Penn is like a ways behind the rock, kind of over by you. Okay. That is another 17. All right. Dang. Yeah. Uh, Penn sticks a dagger into this thing for five piercing damage. <laughs> sticks into this thing, and it lets out a screech and whips its awful head around, and it almost does like a total 180 like an owl can do. <laughs> whips its head around and then its body whips around following it as it beats madly to keep itself in the air and then it goes um and, and then Penn goes uh, 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 as she starts like stumbling backwards as this mad look in this eye seems to unnerve Penn. Gallivan, it is your turn. Oh no. Away, demon. 
And uh, I'll cast Sacred Flame on it. Real quick, if you if you if you were near Whiskers and Rondry when they were lifting the rock, you are within twenty feet of this thing, so you must roll a Wisdom saving throw. Um, I wasn't. I was. I cast Guidance on him, but I was like overseeing it. So, would you be a, further than twenty feet away from the rock when they were lifting it? No, you're right. Yeah, that's probably. Yeah, probably in there. Okay, so I roll a Wisdom save. Yes, please. Uh, what is that? That is a 12. All right, that is a success. The oh. weird, horrible muttering does not bother you. All right, I mean, it, it bothers make... you, but it doesn't bother you to the point of changing your accent. Insanity. Great. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it has to make a deck save versus DC 13. All righty. To avoid my sacred flame. It does not. Okay. It takes uh, D8 damage, which is, wow, that's going to be eight damage. Nice. Ooh, Eight radiant nice. damage, and then I will cast a spiritual weapon as a bonus action, right oh, next nice. to it, and say, "Lumen, protect us!" and uh, <coughs> cast the spiritual weapon right next to it and attack it. Yeah, roll that attack. That is a fifteen to hit. That hits. Okay. Roll for damage. Eight damage. You hold up your holy symbol, your chest piece in your rod, and this thing is assaulted by white moonlight, and it shrieks as radiant light burns its feathers. You see its feathers start to singe, its black feathers start to singe up and burn and be turned a brilliant bright white. So this crow monstrosity is now all white feathered at this point, and as that happens, you gesture for your whole or your spiritual weapon to appear, and a sickle made of moonlight, solid moonlight, appears out of the air and shh, slices this thing's head off. Nice. The body and head boom, boom, heavily fall with a thud to the ground, and everything is still. Wow. And I'll, I'll reel the spiritual weapon back in, like a gun, yeah. and then like it'll just sit right next to me, like, like it's the- going and it's. Like a like a gun? like a spinning a gun into its holster. <laughs> oh, oh, <yeah. laughs> you know, yeah. like you throw a gun and it comes back to you. Yeah, that's what guns do, right? I was so expecting you know. boomerang. And yeah, yeah, gun. boomerang is probably yeah. better. Yeah, boomerang yeah. is better. But then it's gonna like sit like in right next to me, like it's going in a nah, holster. Nah, man, this that's, is America. Yeah. It's guns. Yeah, we yeah, throw we, our guns, and they yeah. come back to us. That's right. <laughs> All guns do it. You just—if it didn't work for you, you just weren't strong enough. Uh, All whisk- guns matter. Whiskers, you immediately hear the words "stop" and and the, the the fire and the screaming and all the noises slowly fade into the distance of your mind. I'll like stand up slowly and wipe the spittle and stuff from my face and kind of like wipe my pants a little bit because there's pee there now. And uh, <laughs> I'll walk back over to Groot and be like. I you're don't. wiping it off. There's pee in your pants, and you're trying to wipe it away. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, like spreading it. You're kind of like just getting more yeah. surface area. It's like, oh, how'd that get on there? Uh. And it's like, <laughs> and it's like all over my hands. Nice and then off. I'll go right over to Rondry and like hold his face. And I'm like, oh no, Rondry, are you okay? But I don't really have anything, so I'm just gonna make sure he's breathing. Uh, Rondry, roll a death save. Oh shit! Nat twenty, motherfucker. Oh shit, Whiskers, you don't even need to roll a medicine check as you hold him to your chest tightly, seeing how he is. His eyes open, and his breathing returns with a gasp. Andre, I thought we lost you. One hit point. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, of course, battle's over, and that's what I fucking roll it. Oh, Rondre, you okay? Uh, 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 where'd he go? It's dead. 
Gallivan, I Gallivan killed, it. killed it. No, no, Gallivan killed it. Oh, Gallivan killed it. Yeah. That is true. Let me look at that wound, young man. And I'll, um, uh, uh, the chest piece will glow and there'll be a moonlight that comes down on his wounds. And um, you get uh, five hit points back. Woo! And Whiskers looks terrible as well. Uh, just really <laughs> bad. Way. He looks like he can barely stand on his feet. And he's like, I don't know what that was. That thing got in my head. It got into mine too with its beak. Does does Whiskers look physically damaged? Physically and mentally very hurt. Oh, Lumen smiles upon you as well, my friend. Uh-huh. You get um, seven back. Oh, thanks, buddy. Crobin also looks... looks bloodied from the previous battle still. Okay. <laughs> One moment. And then uh, Galavan will like take a moment. He'll gather a little bit of the moonlight. I'll use my font of magic to last font of magic to get a spell slot back. And I'll cast Cure Wounds on you as well. And you get 11 back, Crobin. Oh, nice. 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 Oh, nice. And Crobin, as you as you uh, kind of sheath this dagger and go over to receive the healing, you 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 know you clink the dagger of long shadows back into your belt, and uh, you pull your hand up. You glance down at your your finger that you were holding the dagger in. Uh, which is that your main hand dagger or your offhand? Are you talking about the one I? Well, first of all, I wasn't holding the dagger just now because um, oh, you were using, using it to. Oh, that's true. That's right. Okay, so what hand do you use the dagger in? I guess I'll say. Uh, yeah, dagger along shadows would be my main hand, and then I have cool. also a left hand. Actually, I think Crobin's a lefty. That's hard for me to oh. wrap my head around as of a righty. Of course he is. But Crobin's for sure a lefty. Cool. Awesome. So as you holster your hand crossbow, or your, your crossbow, you look down at your, your left hand, and on your index finger... In, in like a little circle on top of your index finger, almost like a little yarmulke or something, but like not not crisp now even you're lines. Speaking my language. <laughs> <laughs> not like crisp Mine's even lines, right. like like a bruise that kind of bleeds into the rest of the skin is pitch black. Ooh, sinister. Because he's left-handed. Yeah, uh, we got it. Nice. <laughs> I just actually this black thing on my finger. Why did he touch the thing or something? Uh, maybe he's becoming one with the shadows. <laughs> Duh. I mean, are you showing this to us? Or are you oh, gonna... I see. Okay, I didn't quite understand, because that's why you were asking about the Dagger of Long Shadows. Interesting. Yeah, do you show us this? Definitely not. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> then uh, Whiskers will walk to the edge and look down in that pit where that thing was trapped. Samesies. Samesies. Nice. You guys look into the pit... And you see several more skeletons that are kind of sticking out of the dirt. Uh, but other than that, and they, they look like they're not much of interest. There are some smashed, there's some smashed glass. Like maybe there were some bottles smashed down there. Uh, and, but also buried into the ground is a bottle containing a bright blue liquid that sticks out from the rest. We lasso it up. <laughs> yeah, you, you lasso it up. Uh, I'll Let's climb down there and get it. Cool. Yeah, yeah. You climb down, you get it. It's is no the, problem. Is the orb down there too? Uh, roll a perception check with disadvantage because I have one eye. Correct. Ten. You do not see the orb. I'm gonna look for it too. I mean, I'm I'm peering in from above. You don't need to roll. You don't see the orb. 
I'll get out of there with the blue thing, and I'll give the blue thing to Rondri. Uh, what, yeah. is, what is this? That's it, why it looks I'm like giving a it to you. Uh, that, that really a potions guy. Am I the potions guy then? Is that what you're saying? Please, just uh, take the well, potion, Rondre, and I shove it in his face. Maybe, maybe I'm the potions guy. All right, <laughs> and then I hand it to Pen. Oh, all right, sure, yeah, why not? Should I drink it now, or... And she uncorks it and, like, holds it up to her no, mouth. Hold on, hold on. Wait, what well, you what? can do with potions is you give them a little taste, and you will feel the effects and know what it does. That sounds... Is that not a little dangerous? It is. You would risk whatever effects... I'm into it! it. And she starts, okay. she, like, Wait, puts on. a little bit in her mouth. <laughs> oh. Oh, that's... That tastes tingly and strange, but really good. I feel, I feel really refreshed, rejuvenated, even. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, it's not a bad one. It seems like. Maybe I should drink it. What do you guys think? I drink it. Give it a try. Yeah. You drink <laughs> yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> sure. Nice. Um, yeah. What? Uh, you you start to drink before you finish all of it. You can tell as you're like I don't know a quarter of the way through it. So maybe there's three left. Um, <laughs> you <can> t- <laughs> there's some. Uh, you can tell. Have you spent any hit die whiskers for short rest you, stuff? You haven't no. spent hit die. No. no? Okay. Um, you would regain some hit die, but ah. you haven't spent any, so you don't. I see. Well, I feel better, and I don't need to drink the whole thing. Yeah, you feel really rejuvenated. And I don't think anyone needs to take this until maybe we take a short rest or something. See, now you're the potions guy. I guess I am the potions guy. I apologize, Rondre. Wait, I wanted to be the potions guy. Krobin's strolling over to the corpse of this freaking now white bird. All right, and now he's Mm going to take a look at that feather, okay? He's going to look around and see what's under there. The feather? You know, the bird's feathers. He's just going to poke around. Oh, oh, yeah, you're just poking around the bird's feathers. See what's up with this bird. Yeah, this bird is, uh, it doesn't look like any natural creature. It looks, it looks like the wing is like all twisted and bent. Um, and it has like, you know, bow, like almost human-like bow-legged legs and, and feet kind of like bend at the knees at odd angles. And the face is like creepily human-like, like the beak is kind of, um, short, but sharp, uh, and there's like human features on its face, like an eyes and a nose above the beak. So Crobin sort of unceremoniously is like gonna like reach up its throat, and then if it doesn't feel anything, he's gonna just like cut it open and see if it had the orb inside its belly or something. Ooh, yeah, you uh, just like he's dressing a deer, doesn't even think about it, you know. For sure, yeah, you like kind of pluck and skin this giant crow monstrosity, revealing this like horrible body underneath that seems abused uh, and and just improperly unnaturally formed uh, and you cut it open you search its entrails and find no orb Ugh. must you do that it's kind of cool you're covered not, in blood not in there poor thing must have must have oh. been tortured its entire life i bet created yeah. like some freak I think I'm going to help. So I mean, it's been under there for yeah, hundreds of years. Someone tried to bury this thing alive. I wonder what it ate to, you know, like, stay alive. 
Well, there were numerous skeletons in there. Perhaps it consumed the flesh, but yes, you. I would wonder how it stayed alive. I would imagine much longer than possible. All right, team, I have an idea. Let's say we leave this and go stand in, near the tree, you know, so there's nothing above us in case any of these towers fall. Take a little short rest, and then we stab that tree with a knife. Get the hell out of here. Where do you think is the orb? At this point, I say screw the orb and let's get the devil out of here. Wait, but it, what if there's an exit or something down here that the, that the thing missed? Oh, is there like passageways in there? In the in the pit? No. Yeah, it's just a no, little no. pit. Just a pit. So I didn't before, see anywhere. You said there was an area where like the goat ran down to, where you heard we heard some tinkling. Where was the tinkling coming from? Uh, that was over by the chest. That was about chest related. 60. Yeah, yeah, it was like sixty feet over in like the, the rolling hills where the ash trees are. So, am I understanding also that the only way out of here is blocked by the rubble? The only way that you know of, yeah. Okay, so we gotta look for a new. Sp- okay. Yes, we need to get out of here. We need to find a place other than the way we came. The only thing we haven't explored yet is underneath the tree. I believe that isn't the tree. Am I mistaken? Is the tree is not in this meadow? Right. It's not in the in the grove. No, it's in the center inner courtyard. Right, right. That's blocked. Our way is blocked Mm -hmm. back there. Yeah. Wait, our way to the inner courtyard is blocked. No, 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 no. The the way from the inner courtyard into the monk spire because the monk spire fell. But the inner courtyard is still accessible. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, where else do we have to go? Crobin just, uh, when Whiskers says what he said about getting out of here and going to the tree, Crobin just, like, looks at him and doesn't object. Yeah, now I understand that. I, I, I thought that was blocked, so. Oh, I see. Yeah, no, no, no. Yes, let's go. So you all head to the inner courtyard. You head down the flagstone pathways, leaving the sacrificial grove behind you. The rain, as you all settle into the inner courtyard, there is a light drizzle, a light misting of rain, even. Hey, so I have the, the dagger, the silver sigh. What? Does everybody feel up for whatever's down there? I don't know. What about you, Igor? Huh? <laughs> Igor. <laughs> Igor. Someone talk to Igor? <laughs> Igor, you're yeah. really going to start pulling your weight. <laughs> wow, buzz off. <laughs> Igor pulls plenty weight. Remember when chest pull? Igor there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you helped. <laughs> and, then you, and then you all like flash back to that moment, and Igor's just standing there watching <laughs> this big old dumb basketball-sized guy. <laughs> See? Igor do plenty. I I am all out of any I'm out. powerful spells that may help us, but I am still up for something. You I, know. I haven't talked to Rodane in quite some time. I might need to build that connection a bit for maybe an hour or something. I feel great as I shout out, like, looking past you guys and almost fall down on my face. I could m- make some wow. p- p- preparations. Yeah, so we're going to take a short rest. Yeah, that's a good idea. Okay, cool. You guys sit down, and the the mist and the rain just kind of settles on you. It's very pleasant, actually, um, as it just kind of delicately tickles your skin as you take the short rest. And an hour passes uneventfully. The thunder and, and lightning continues. 
the, the light mist kind of starts to ease up a bit. It is once again dry and windless in this inner courtyard as you guys are just kind of staring at the ruined, the half-ruined wizard tower cut off halfway up, the completely crumbled and ruined monk's tower, and uh, the sacrificial grove behind you. And standing, you all are kind of uh, around this, this kind of flagstone path and circling this giant crooked tree with the little bits of rope hanging off where the the crow-headed monks cut themselves down. I, I just want to be clear. That hour that we spent, it was lovely, but, you know, uh, I need a bit longer if I am to speak to Lumen. I have to see him in my dreams. Yeah, I mean, I need I feel some time so. to recharge these, these batteries as well. But, okay. Uh, Can we take a long rest? All right, you guys lay down in this inner courtyard and just lay on your backs, stare up at the... Dark, ominous sky. Well, I, think, and, I mean, we can. Can we find some cover somewhere? Isn't like can we can like I, prop up some rubble, rubble, or like find a little, you know, rubble can cave? Make a little lean to. Yeah, I mean, lightning cloak. doesn't strike twice, so we could just camp in with the rubble. It's just a big pile of rocks. How are we gonna get in there? We remove the rocks, duh. Okay, we, we set up rocks. a camp. Yeah, I we was, set up a camp and we take this. a long rest, and the long rest is now over. <laughs> Great. <laughs> no, it's not. Hold on. Hold on. Wait a second. We got to figure out this taking a rest in the rubble idea. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah, no, really gonna Jesus this. Christ! Fruitful <laughs> territory. Listening. Can I? Cast identify a bunch, or are you gonna make me have that hundred GP uh, pearl? Uh oh, this is a question I was not prepared for. No worries. Uno moment. Don't you have uh, a thing that lets you cast it for free? Yes. An ability? Yes, yes, he does. And yes. He did no. it and it's done and we know what they no, are. And then no, we no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, yes. Magic item analysis. No! I can cast the tech magic and identify as rituals without requiring material components. There we go. Yes. So I am going to identify. It. That coin of Daggett, this wand of eyeballs, this really cool cog necklace, and anything else anybody else has. So you identify this clone, this coin, coin, this coin of Dag Daggett Fakosi, uh, and you learn about this coin. It can be used once per day, recharging daily at midnight. If you flip this coin while attempting something dangerous that, requi that requires a roll, oh, it will land good. silently, and its face will decide your fate. On a heads, you rolled a 20. On a tails, you rolled a 1. If you do not catch the coin and immediately teleports to you back into your pocket, there's no way to use this to predict the outcome of an action before it happens, and if it lands before you complete the action, no effect occurs. So you flip it and you have to do the action before it hits the ground? It's like you, like you, you know, reach back to slash somebody and flip the coin at the same time, and that decides. Or you jump off a cliff and flip the coin, and that decides how it goes. But if the coin hits the ground before the action is completed, then the coin had no bearing on it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, basically, it's a way to like prevent you from exploiting it. Basically, yeah, ah, cool. that's all that is. Um, cool. And what was the next one you wanted after the coin? The wand of eyeballs. You identify the Wand of Eyeballs. It does not seem to have any inherent magic in it. It is just an arcane focus that is that has eyeballs on it. Uh, really cool co cog necklace. You identify this amulet. Then you identify 
as a clockwork amulet. This copper amulet contains tiny interlocking gears. And uh, you can put this amulet to your ear and hear a faint ticking and whirring noises coming from within. When you make an attack roll while wearing the amulet, you can forego rolling a d20 to get a 10 on the die. Once used, can't be used again until the next dawn. Damn, that's so good. Uh, who wants that one? Uh, I mean, I'll definitely put it on. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, it's a little necklace you slip over your head. Yeah, nope. I was going to say anything else? The cloak. The cloak. You identify the cloak. You identified it as a cloak of billowing. <laughs> While wearing this cloak, you can use a bonus action to make it billow dramatically. Oh, man. Hey, what about this black fortune? Whiskers will hand you a black fortune cookie he's had. What if that can be identified? You identify this black cookie. You identify it as a doomsday cookie. This black sugar paste cookie is made using a grim recipe passed down through generations of clerics devoted to gods of death. Inside this hollow cookie is an enchanted piece of blank paper whose writing is revealed upon breaking the cookie. The writing on the paper attempts to predict the cause of death for the creature who opened it. When you open this cookie, roll a d20 and I will tell you what the paper says, the prediction on the paper. Once the fortune has been predicted this way, all cookies, uh, you know, doomsday cookies in the future will predict the same outcome for them. If a creature dies in a way foretold by the cookie at the DM's discretion, the cookie's paper transforms into a scroll of revivify. Oh my The scroll can only God. be used on the creature whose passing it foretold. If the scroll is unused within one minute, it crumbles into dust. Regardless of its grim foretellings, the cookie itself is a delicious snack that is sweet, salty, and smoky. That's a cool fucking item, Jamie. Whoa, wait. Thanks, man. Yeah, I didn't cool. make it up. That is a um, Griffin's Saddlebag uh, magic item. That's cool. Everybody check them out on Instagram. Um, and one last thing. I have a pouch of herbs that has a bunch of question marks next to it, and it says nature check. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, uh, it doesn't matter. That's a seven. Cool. You have no idea. Still. Um, what about the silvered sigh? Uh, Rondra, you identify the silvered sigh. It is non-magical, but it is very silver. Cool. Let's do this. Uh, wait. You should open up this cookie. You want me to open it? Sure, yeah. And I open it. Why was it due? Okay. Roll a d20. Seven. Whiskers, you unfurl this little piece of paper inside this little black cookie. And you read three read. words. I can't read. You see three words, <laughs> three <laughs> three scribbles on this fucking piece of paper. I eat, it means nothing to I you. eat the cookie. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty good. Yes. Good good work, country. Here, and I give uh, him the piece of paper. Okay, I, I was bite. going to say, don't throw that away. And what does the piece of paper say? The piece of paper says, look behind you. And I look behind me. There's nothing behind you. I look behind Whiskers. Whiskers is scratching his head like... There's nothing behind Whiskers. Uh, Whiskers, look behind you. He does. You see a giant crooked tree. It's the tree that you guys have been standing around. So if that tree kills you, we get to revivify you. What are you talking about, you crazy little man? And I rub his head. Crazy. Right, well, time to go down into the tree. <laughs> just to yes. be clear, Whiskers n- was Whiskers aware of what that cookie was? No, you just I don't identified think so. it, right, Rondi? <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, but I, I feel like Rodri didn't tell him because he's like, eat this cookie, you know, so or open this cookie. And Whisper's like, yeah, okay. I think I so told wrong. you, but in that long-winded way where you just don't listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> if you did tell him, Whiskers was not listening. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Sir, if you open it up, it will contain a piece of paper. that uh, yeah, if Whiskers <laughs> was like, thinking about yeah, like... we all think about. <laughs> yep, we're just used to it at this point. Uh, yeah, so Whiskers, how I'm playing, he doesn't really understand what any of this means and what that meant. Awesome. So, you are standing around this big crooked tree. What do you do? Stab it. Wait, we need to coat it in the destinescence. Oh, right. And I've also coated my shurikens in the acid. Ooh, nice. Or or not acid, the poison. Mm -hmm. Can I do that? I just keep dipping each of one of them in and storing it in my shirt pocket. Yeah, you you dip them in and... Let me see. I might need to just tell you something because that you would know from being a poison man. Okay. Poison man, let me, let me. take me by the hand. Okay, so you know that uh, any poison placed on a weapon, uh, be it a missile weapon or a melee weapon, would last for about a minute before its potency would seep away. Okay. Does it seem like uh, it uses up a lot of it when I do that, or...? Uh, it, it uses a little bit of it. Basically, the way it works is after each time you apply it, you roll a d4. If you roll a 1, the bottle roll, uh, bottle runs out. Oh. So it can last for a long time, or it can last for a little time, or it can last anywhere in between. And is it a bonus action to apply the poison? It is. All right, I'm going to do one before, we, uh, before I stab the tree. Excellent. Actually, I'm going to do two. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Two so, shurikens, you said? Did you say if I roll a 1, the bottle's empty? That's right. All right, so it's empty. Okay. <laughs> and then now I have two shurikens and two bottles. Cool. And nice. I, and I take the uh, dagger out and dip it in the quintessence, and I stab it into the fucking guts of this tree. And when he unsaid. does that, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. When he does that, I'm gonna like put my hand in front of Pen and like take out my sword and get. I'm gonna ready an action to attack anything that comes out of that fucking tree. Excellent. Oh, Very same, cool. same, same. <laughs> yeah. Galvin Rondry, what are you doing? I will hide. <laughs> I am continuing continuing to explain uh, this sugar cookie as this is all happening. <laughs> oh my god, amazing! You draw the silver sigh, and you retrieve the bottle of this glowing, iridescent mercurial liquid, and you pop the top of it. Wake and this me up inside. Faint mist and glimmer starts to pour from the bottle. And you dip the sigh, which fits perfectly into the bottleneck. <laughs> do you drink it, do you? No, I don't drink it. Okay, <laughs> you dip the sigh, fits perfectly into the bottleneck and retrieve it. And this like, this this liquid is clearly something special because it shines with this and moves in an unnatural way uh, and shines with a bright, weird light. Um, and then you lift the sigh high and you plunge it. Are you plunging it with great force? Or are you just kind of pressing it in? How do you do it? I'm just sort of laying it down on the roots and then letting go. No, I'm fucking stabbing it into the guts of this tree. Like you're trying to kill the tree. Yeah, and, and I'm Absolutely. succeeding because I got a surprise round because it's a tree. It doesn't know <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're an assassin. So you bring down this sigh coated with this Destinescence, destinescence, whatever that is, and you pierce into the hull of this 
massive crooked tree and where your sigh just sinks into it like butter and the entire area uh, surrounding the blade moving outwards begins to sizzle and melt away uh, like every the entire tree just begins to from that point going out melt and drip and just sloth away until the entire tree just kind of melts to the ground in a gross brownish black kind of ichor. And in the middle where the tree once stood is, you can see underneath the like melted tree muck, a circular wooden trap door of normal, if not dilapidated wood that looks like it can slide away. I will- I'll step back from there and get behind Whiskers. And I will slowly walk forward to it and look back at the others, nod my head, and open that thing up. It looks like it slides sideways into the ground. So you do, you you slide this like, this, this really like warped, dilapidated wood creakily into the side of the, uh, the ground. And when it opens, you all are immediately hit with this air that has kind of been released after many years of being pent up. This humid, greasy, rank-smelling air that smells like meat long past its prime, just kind of punches you all in the face and wakes you up inside. Inside. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I'm sorry, but I can't wake up. (laughs) You can wake up. I'll save you. Uh, And you see a spiral staircase of wooden, of of, not wooden, of stone stairs, a tight, close spiral staircase that descends down into the earth. Whiskers takes a deep breath, and he doesn't even say anything. He just starts walking down. Crobin sees in the courtyard one of those dead birds of prelude that we killed earlier. Mm-hmm. Sticking out of the rubble, probably. And I snatch the cloak off of it. Drape it around myself. You do. And then I look like a bird of prelude. Oh! Sick. Nice. Don't nice. worry, it's me, guys. I'm a bird of prelude now. Uh, it's me, kind of, Her pen kind of jumps away looking at you. Uh, this might take a little bit of getting used to. By the way, I'm yeah, <laughs> yeah, let's um, let's go. Oh, we're going down. Okay, let's go. And you descend down the spiral staircase, deep into the spires of violent destiny. And that is where we'll call it. Mama Mia, here we go for Pazzapia. the first time. Yeah, Pazzapia. Very first time. That was awesome. That was yeah, awesome. Good game. That, that was, was fun. Uh, that was fun. That was a good time. We killed that thing. We took that rest. That was nice. <laughs> a ton of magic <laughs> a items. A lot of good stuff was had. Uh, did we level up, by the way? Yeah, did we, we level yeah! up? Yeah, right? no. We did? You did? No. No, no, no. I would have told you. Please. I would definitely tell you if you leveled up. Sorry. I'm really close, though. Yeah, same. Oh, <laughs> God, I'm so close. Don't worry. After this, you get. we're going to actually switch to the milestone system. Very, like, pretty much the next level. Um... It's going to be great. Um, Well, thank you all very much for listening. We love you guys. You are our families. We are inviting you to our house. No, not right now. 
Okay, not David, not no, right no, now, it's but later. Home order. Dude, we're on oh, lockdown. Oh, that's true. Stay home, no, but stay they could safe. be listening to this later. They could be listening to this later. Yeah, well, fingers crossed it's not going on right now. Yeah, okay. exactly. Fingers crossed, and you're coming over to our house, and we're making you our famous roast. So, yeah, we, we all ready. just drank a bunch of vaccines. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were yummy. It's like slurping a, them up. It's a blue potion we found. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's a sparkling blue, blue potion. It's great. Shoot us a tweet at Magic Quest Boys on Twitter and Instagram. Please both, because we'll, we want to see it twice. Yeah, Use our hashtag MQBD. Yeah, tweet at us and then post that tweet on Instagram and tag us on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but seriously, thank you guys so much. Please help us out by subscribing, rating, and reviewing. It really helps new podcasts reach more people. And that's all we want to do is perform for the masses. So please do that. Share the good word. Share with your nerdy friend. Share with your not nerdy friend. Talk about it too much to somebody you hate. Uh, write us a review. We will give you a shout out and we might name a character in the world after you. Again, if you want to use your D&D character name or your real life name, it does make it a lot easier. Um, but no pressure if you want to go with, um, I don't know, something Fox weird. Foxtrot69. Yeah, Foxtrot69 is or one. That, well, that might be a great name for an actual fox uh, that you guys interact with in the world, but... Um, the 69 I might leave out regardless we appreciate and love you um, and we also appreciate and love all the people who have donated to our Ko-Fi ko-fi.com link in the description for this episode um, we've had a couple a number of people do it actually and we god we appreciate it so much, so much. It's thank you so much yeah um, we have a shout out for this week the shout-out for this week is, oh my god, it's finally here. Are you ready, Daniel Sakamoto Wengel, for your shout-out? All right. Oh my god. So I do know this guy. This is my good bud. I love this guy. He's great. Uh, I mean, Daniel. you're looking for a cool name. That's that's it on a silver platter. Oh my god. Sakamoto Wengel. We love cool this last name. Uh, I, I mean, this is going to be a joy to work into the podcast, let me just say. So, Daniel, thanks for listening, man. We really appreciate it. Thank you for the, your review on iTunes. Uh, you know, every, everything helps, man. You're amazing. Appreciate it. We also want to shout out, we're doing two this time. We're doing a shout Ooh. out to, this person gave us a shout out on Twitter. This is a great name that could easily be worked in. <laughs> Sam Hightower. Cool. Nice. Oh, oh, that's shit. a good name. Right? Right? Like you guys are going to be encountering this person. Yeah, that so guy's awesome. Good for you, that Sam. That guy's awesome. He's, he's all over Twitter. Oh, you know Sam? Oh, hell yeah. Nice. Well, thank you for the shout out, Sam Hightower. We love you so much. Um, yeah, man, you're great. You've got a great name. Thank you, Eric DeLong, for writing the music. Thank you, Sarah oh, Paul, for editing the God, episodes. Yeah. Thank you them. so much. Thank oh, God for so those people. I just want to watch them kiss. <laughs> that would be nice, what? actually. <laughs> oh, <I> mean, <laughs> girlfriend and our hey, friend. Hey, dude, don't blow me up right now, man. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Maybe it's what I'm into. Dude, yeah. I mean, hey, I, you know what? I would watch them kiss. It's called getting cut. Yeah, I would. They're both beautiful people. Well, you know, yeah, they're beautiful, beautiful people. people. The beautiful I want to watch people. them touch their Banana. beautiful people. All right, this is getting weird. Banana. Thank you all very much. Tune in next week to find out what is at the heart of the spire of violent destinies and to find out what happens to our intrepid party of adventurers. Goodbye. Bye. Would this be a good TikTok if somebody was like, the beautiful people, the beautiful people, and then you held up a picture of a banana or an actual banana? 
I don't get it. You get that? Does that make sense? All right. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Think about that for a week. Oh, God. Bye. Bye now. Bye. 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 Bye.